Believe in yourself, reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender, there is more than it seems. Hold on and fight, follow your heart. This is your way, love is what you make of it. Hi, this is Dr. Joe Luciani, along with my daughter and friend and co-host, Lauren Simonian, welcoming you to another session of self-coaching where real-life emotional struggle, whether it's depression, anxiety, relationship conflict, losing weight, or simply handling life's challenges are all addressed, teaching you to become your own best coach. Hello, uh, Lauren Ribbit. <laughs> You're still on the frogs from last week, huh? No, are you, are you wondering why my voice sounds like a frog today? Probably. Well, now I am, yeah. So I guess I'm attributing it to my my annual, uh, or should I say perennial, mm. mold allergies come October. So there you go. Oh, put, up with, put up with my ribbit sounding voice, because today, as you probably know, mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about all things friends, toxic friends, toxic relationships. And maybe we'll even throw in some good stuff about friends. Oh, is that why you called me your friend in the introduction? I did. Oh, so so... What, what will you pick up on everything? <laughs> well, I was thinking that was like a really nice thing to include, but now I realize it was probably just for the theme. No. No? No, it was, it was because, because I wanted to call you my friend, my buddy, my, my comrade, my... My one and only friend, daughter. (laughs) (laughs) That's true, your only friend, daughter. But I'm going to start right off with a song because this song, I mean, we almost don't have to do the podcast. We could just play the song because this song will encapsulate everything we're about to talk about, more so than all the other podcasts where I I struggle to get relevance. But this this is totally relevant. And it it was a song by Judy Garland and John Mercer, way back when before you and i were born and it's called friendship Hmm. all right okay all right so so let's play that a little bit here we go if you're ever in a jam here i am if you're ever in a mess s-o-s if you ever feel so happy you land in jail, I'm your bail. It's friendship, friendship, just a perfect friendship. When other friendships have been forgot, ours will still be hot. So, um, when other friendships have been forgot, ours will still be hot. See, oh. Talking about every good relationship in the world, right? That's what we want from our relationships. That was a pretty good song, wasn't it? Yeah, I always like a good Judy Garland throwback. <laughs> you don't know what Judy Garland is. Of course I do. Go ahead. What was the movie that she did with the, the little red shoes and, and the she... little dog Toto? Um, oh, my God, I'm blanking. What is it called? The Wizard of Oz. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> she did many other things, too, though, didn't she? I'm sure she did. Yeah, and uh, hopefully it was Judy Garland because I am not a big uh, Wizard of Oz fan. Yeah, but. I'm not sure if you're right about that. 
I'm checking right now, fact checking. Oh my God. So here we go. So you're multitasking once again, as we're talking, instead of being totally focused on the relationship issues. Well, I'm confused. Okay. Yeah. She did do the Wizard of Oz. You are correct. Thank you, fact checker. You um, are welcome. You want to remain my friend. I would take that phone and turn it upside down. Wow, she was put on a strict diet and encouraged to take pills while filming for The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> well, that's what I that's what I asked you to do for these podcasts. So that's not <laughs> that's true. You have a lot of high expectations. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. So we're talking about relationships. Now let's I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce later on uh, my my own personal theory on relationships called orbits oh but, i love the orbit theory so you know the orbit theory yeah. you taught me the orbit theory when i was in high school and we were sitting at charlie brown's and you used all the salt shakers and <laughs> plates and utensils to create an orbit metaphoric wow. diagram wow. okay so everyone's just wanting to know what in the heck are we talking about? But let's, before we get to that, you know, we usually think about relationships and, and I started out by saying toxic friends, toxic relationships, and we usually think of it as the other person's fault. And we're going to be talking about when we're, we're dealing with actual toxic people. But before that, let's, let's talk about the responsibilities we have Let's let's point the finger at us when when we're in fact contributing to bad relationships, you know. So when it's your fault and it's not always the other guy kind of thing, because sometimes we are at fault, right? And maybe not you and I, but you know what I mean. Mm. <laughs> because you're never yeah. at fault. Let's let you know, for example, let's say you're too controlling in a relationship, and you want your friend to always be there for you. And when you when you call or text, you want an immediate response. You know, if you're too controlling, you know, things like that, that can cause a real problem. Can you think of any other kind of things that would turn people off that you might do? That I might do? Yeah. Um, like, for example, a whiner, a complainer. You oh, might, I see. <laughs> You're asking me to assess what my problematic friendship <laughs> qualities are. All right, then let me let me ask you. Hey. Uh, I'll ask. I, are you selfish? Am I so no? Okay. Um, are you superficial? You know, when you say to someone, "Oh, how are you?" I mean, and it just comes across as saccharine, and you don't really mean it. Is that mm. something you do? Mm. Not usually, I mean, definitely not with my friends, but no. sometimes I think when you have to make pleasantries with strangers, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to take odds because you are not selfish. And, and I, I think that, yeah, you're right. Sometimes when someone says, how are you? And it's just a perfunctory, oh, I'm doing well, thanks. You know, okay. that's, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about in relationships. So you're not selfish in relationships. How about no. keep, keeping score? Do you do mm. that? You know, I, I called her two times and she hasn't returned once. And mm -hmm. Do you do that kind of stuff? Mm, I don't uh, No, I don't think I do that. I, I do. I do with you. Yeah, I know you do with me. Yeah. <laughs> Where um, in the world is she? Do I keep score? No. Okay. So you don't and you don't get jealous, right? Someone else, you know, when they get a new car or they get a promotion or you don't, you don't, you're not a jealous person, are you? 
No, definitely not. I think the only time I might feel jealous is if, um, you know, there's a group of my friends that are doing something. And if I'm not able to be there, maybe I would feel mm. excluded. Yeah. And, but these, and not these that are, that happens. I don't know. I'm trying to think hypothetically. But these are, these are things that, that really interfere with good relating. And it comes from us. That's why I want, I want us to think before we start trashing relationships, let's, you know, let's ask these questions as to whether or not what we are doing uh, is contributing to the toxicity of the relationship. Let's just go mm. through a couple more. Do you expect too much from your friends? Mm. No. That's a good one, right? Like, like you want someone to always be there uh, at your beck and call, and you want them to always be happy, and you want them to be optimistic and all that kind of good stuff. You want them always to be available, like, like I'm always available for you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, in other words, you are the perfect person for a relationship, right? You don't, you don't complain. <laughs> well, I think, no, I think that I, like, as you're asking these questions, it's, <laughs> it's like, you know, most of the time the answer is no to all of them, but I think everyone probably has some tendency to, to be, you know, I don't know, judging a relationship on certain levels. Well, the thing is, before you, you, you think it through too thoroughly, let just for the record, you're not too controlling. You're not a whiner or a complainer. You're not selfish. You don't keep score. You don't get jealous. You don't have high expectations. My God, everyone's going to want to be your friend. I, I think for the most part, I don't have any tendencies that lean towards those qualities. But every once in a while, like I think I've done every single one of those things at a different time in my life. And I would assume like everybody does it sometimes mm -hmm. but I think if you have awareness around the fact that you do it like that's the important part that's true that's true right because toxic and, people don't typically have awareness it's like they just have expectations that are unrealistic that's that's a good point because toxic people um you know they, they need to look in that mirror of consciousness and they're probably the the last to know that they're being toxic mm-hmm and, you know, that, but, but let me ask you this, too, in, in terms of just along this, this thread. So in relationships, I guess, I guess a person who keeps entering relationships and, and finding them just going south, if, if you're chronically losing friends, if you're chronically making and losing friends or not keeping friends or people just kind of avoiding you or not answering your phone, I mean, this is probably one or two things. One you are either one of these things, too controlling, too selfish, too jealous, etc., or you're aligning yourself with people who are toxic losers. So, wow. so you have to kind of make a distinction. If, if you're that person who just can't hold on to relationships, is it me? Am I any of these things that we just went over? Or could it be that the, the kind of person I'm attracted to in a relationship is is someone who's not right for me because we get attracted to people for all the wrong reasons mm. you know somebody that's really popular and and we just want to just kind of hang out with them just so we can some of that popularity can rub off on us i mean i mean that's that's kind of aligning yourself with people who aren't necessarily good for you mm -hmm. you ever do that um i'd say yes but again 
in my adult life with a lot of awareness. Like I kind of know what my expectations are of each individual in my life. And so it's can be fun to be around people that are fun, but not necessarily have all of your same values. Knowing that up front makes it, you know, you could have all different types of relationships. Um, hey, you know, yeah. you say in your adult life, that that's that that's true. I think most of the time, I'm thinking back to my adolescent years. Those, I guess, during your adolescence, you, you're more attracted to superficial things. You know, the, the person that dresses well, or the, the star athlete, or the person that you know has money and can buy you all the things that you can. You know, so I guess as adolescent, that adolescent perspective. But then we grow up, and I think we start looking, at least hopefully, looking for more enduring qualities in our relationships. That's kind of yeah. I think so. And I think, yeah, I think human nature is to want to bolster our identity and our sense of self and and our self-esteem. So as younger kids, before we have established our values and all, it's much easier to get drawn to people that are not good for you. Like maybe, like you said, with the popularity um, okay. situation, but then as adults, don't ring the bell. I'm not done talking. Then <laughs> How did you know I was going to ring the bell? I'm watching you. Oh, <laughs> As adults, um, I think we still are looking for people to make us feel good. Um, it just is that our values are more established now. So the feeling good doesn't come as much from superficial things. It's more depth. Mm -hmm. So we're looking for people that can bring out what makes us feel good from the inside out. I think I don't know. Are you watching me? Yes. What do you see? You're gonna ring the bell. This is what distracts me when I'm mid-sentence. Oh my gosh. Well, I, I didn't ring it while you were in mid-sentence. No, was, but you you just, were stumbling no, no. for it and then you got no, the bell. No, no. And do you know why I was stumbling for it? Why? All I've got to be truthful because you are my daughter. Um, because I was about to introduce something very important and I was going to go like this. <laughs> and that would have been the introduction to orbits okay so that it was appropriate right i mean i guess so oh geez you don't you just don't like my gong and i know it sounds terrible i don't know why when i when i gong it here it's <laughs> resonant and it just kind of goes nice and flows but when i listen to it on the podcast it just sounds like clunk. The heck? yeah it it's definitely not translating well through the ethers. So anyone, anyone that hears the clunk, you should recognize that in reality, that clunk over here for Lauren and I, it just sounds like just beautiful, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, just to be clear, what exactly is your bell symbolizing in this podcast? Oh, is I, it, I like, wondered, is it uh, like an exclamation point? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like alert, alert. Now we're about to venture into something very important. <laughs> okay so you can understand that when i'm mid-sentence the bell interrupting me can be very distracting right but you weren't in mid-sentence you saw it on because you were watching me old eagle eyes over there oh, all right all right i'm sorry so anyway the bell was about to introduce orbits that is that is my self-coaching contribution to understanding relationships and hopefully when you do understand this concept of orbits, you will never, ever be in any kind of doubt as to 
whether a friend is a good friend, a great friend, an enemy. Let's talk about where we place people in our lives. And I think this, if you get this concept of orbits, you'll always have a ready technique for knowing exactly where to put people. And you'll never be surprised if someone's a jerk. And right now we start scratching our head. Oh my God, why? I don't understand why. Well, once you understand orbits, you'll understand exactly why a jerk of a friend acts like a jerk of a friend. So let's mm-hmm. let's get into it a little bit, okay? Okay. Now I'm gonna this is where you're gonna really be angry with me, but I'm gonna check your your astronomy credentials. What are the are the two most inner planets in our solar system? Uh Mercury. Yeah. Come on, come on. Venus? I got it. Yeah. Okay. So now we have two inner orbit planets that circle our sun, and they are Mercury and Venus. Now, Mercury is the closest to the sun. Now, just imagine that we are the sun's center. So Mercury is that innermost orbit, our innermost friendships. These are people that would die for us. These are our family, our blood relatives, friends that have exceeded all expectations and are just there, a spouse, a lifelong friend. So Mercury and Venus, this is where they are populated by those who we feel will be enduring throughout and through thick and thin. Okay, Mm -hmm. so that's Mercury-Venus orbit. People who really love us. So now we move out to Earth. That's the third planet from the sun. These are close people. These are good, good friends. You know, people that, you know, we kind of go along with in life and hold close to us, but they're not always there for us. Do you have any any friends like that where you, you kind of, you know, these are people who you kind of have a slight expectation that they're probably going to be there, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, they're they're. And those friends too could be like the fun friends that are around for good times, but you don't necessarily rely on them for the difficult times. Exactly. Exactly. Good friends. And then we start to leave the third orbit and we head out to Mars and Jupiter. Dum, da, dum, dum. <laughs> now Mars is the warrior planet, you know, because of that red tint to Mars. Do you ever, ever look up in the sky and see Mars? Yes. Do you see the red, the orange tint? Yes. All right. So Mars being the warrior planet, this is the fourth planet from the sun. So now we're starting to get further and further away from those intimate circles. And for Mars, these would be people that occasionally not only let us down a little bit, but occasionally can hurt us a bit. So we get into more of the nefarious stuff. But this is Mm -hmm. minimal. It doesn't happen often. Just enough to get you a little bit curious. And then Jupiter. Now, Jupiter is the fifth planet from the sun, and Jupiter's the largest. You've seen Jupiter, right? Nice rings, the bands. Are... But yeah. Jupiter is big. So let's think of Jupiter as kind of an inflated person, you know, someone that's kind of egotistical and, you know, they, they, they're friends and they're decent friends, but their own ego kind of gets in the way. Do you ever meet anyone like that? Got some egotistical friends, <laughs> but I, I'm trying to decide if those people are my friends or not. Like they're kind of far removed, right? Oh, the fifth orbit, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like by the fifth orbit, we, we're talking about acquaintances. You know, but that's a good point because the Mars Jupiter that that by that far out, these are people that are kind of on that fence. 
you know, we're, we're sometimes questioning their, their, you know, fidelity and loyalty. And sometimes we're disappointed. Yeah, these are people that would we question. But could they also be people that you're not necessarily as close to generally? Like I'm thinking of some people from different classes that I take, like gym classes, for instance, and I see them often and I don't know that they're egotistical, but it's like, I don't really expect anything from them, but I still have them as like people in my life. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a great point. It's a great point. But I, I, I guess, I guess I'm talking about people that we have relationships with. Mm. Not, not acquaintances okay so all right yeah and that's a good distinction we, what we're talking about today is relationships versus acquaintance and acquaintances we really don't know we don't have enough data they might be good people they might be bad people but we're not really hanging around that much to find out so acquaintances could become good friends or they might just stay acquaintances or just extinguish at some point mm. got it got it okay so now we go to the furthest planets, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune. These are the outer planets. Notice I didn't put Pluto in there. Yeah. That Pluto's not a planet anymore. Yeah, it's very sad, but it's been yeah. it's been demoted. It's now not considered a planet. There, there are a lot of people fighting to bring Pluto back into the fold. <laughs> it I am seems one of like them. a really trivial fight to be having right now. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Back to our orbits. <laughs> so Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune. These are the dangerous people. These are the toxic people. And from Saturn, we go to more toxicity to Uranus. And from Uranus, we go to more toxicity to Neptune. Neptune, by the way, that's the furthest planet out. These are people that really do hurt us and probably want to hurt us. That's why the, their orbits are so far out. And you know, so Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, those are those are people that do hurt us. And it's questionable whether or not they hurt us intentionally or not. So so I know you're sitting there saying, but why would we want to keep Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune people in our in our lives? Aren't why? You, why? Aren't, aren't you thinking that? Tell me, tell me. <laughs> We're stupid. Oh. <laughs> I mean, have you ever had that experience where you know someone is bad for you, but either because of history or other circumstances, you just, yeah, you make that phone call and yeah, nah, nah. but sometimes we we just don't want to let go of relationships for various reasons mm. and not healthy. So, so are you being serious when you said it, that we're stupid and that's why we... Yeah. Psychologically, yeah, I'll put that in quotes. Psychological stupidity means <laughs> allowing yourself to be unconscious in a, in a willful way. I mean, you know you're dealing with fire, but you put your hand in the fire. But what if your expectations are clear and it's you don't you, you can't get hurt by someone if you're um, not if you don't have high expectations? Now you're jumping ahead. Now see you're getting it. You're getting the whole concept of orbits. Well, I've had like 20 years to think about it since our Charlie Brown's experience. <laughs> oh my, you are so with it today. I, I would ring the gong if I knew you wouldn't get upset, but. No, no, I like you too now. I know it's an exclamation point. Okay, Lauren just hit the nail on the head, which I will explain in a second. Ding! Thank you, thank you. And what that nail is, is that every relationship is temporary. You know why? Because relationships are always changing. So 
if someone is in, say, a Saturn orbit, and they just start getting it, and they start realizing your value, and they start coming around and being more consistent, do we need to keep them in the Saturn orbit, Lauren? No, they can be upgraded. No, so we need to make an adjustment. I'd also like to just interject that I think in the orbit metaphor, there also should be a very consistent balance between how much you're giving out and how much you're getting back, right? And I, I think you said that in, in different mm -hmm. words before. So if someone's in the Saturn orbit, you have to be careful not to give too much to them. Exactly. Like you have to have strong boundary well, good, to know. That's a very, very, very good point that whatever orbit someone is in, you have to meet them within the context of that orbit. So you certainly don't want to expend the same energy and enthusiasm on someone in a Saturn or Uranus orbit that you would with someone in a Mars or Venus orbit. True, because so, you only have X in an X number of energy and it should be probably spent most consistently on your Mercury and Venus. Well, Earth too. I would throw Earth in there. Earth, there's some good people in the Earth orbit, and they, they screw up once in a while. And they're, you know, they're good people, but they just good Earthlings. Good Earthlings, but they do mess up. You know, and these are the inadvertent uh, mess ups that people do, and we forgive them for that. So, you know, in other words, well, the Earth orbit. Let's just reiterate: the Earth orbit is someone who's a good friend, someone who generally always fulfills us with with good energy. But occasionally, because of their own neuroticism or their own shortcomings or insecurities, they, you know, they, they trip themselves up and they, and they do something questionable once in a while. But you know their heart is in the right place, but they can be disappointing. So those first three orbits are, are really our closest friends. And Earth, you start to question a little bit, but not that much. But beyond Earth, that's where we get into the nefarious orbits. So mm. what we were saying is that the placement is temporary, which means, as Lauren brought to light, and I just gonged us for that, G-O-N-G-E-D, <laughs> gonged us, and that's that we need to adjust orbits. Mm. You see, we need to, if someone is in the inner orbit and they start really acting like a jerk, uh, you know, rather than sitting there and, and just not understanding that, put them back where do they belong. So ask yourself, okay, how far back do they go? Like the Mars orbit is someone that occasionally hurts us. Well, okay, maybe that person needs to be put in the Mars orbit. So, <laughs> so once we have the proper orbit, and you said this before, and that's why I was going to gong you. Once you have someone in the proper orbit, we can never be disappointed by someone. Now, would you like to explain that? Because since you are such an aficionado of orbit theory. Yes. And... I believe that also there's no such thing as toxic people like you had mentioned earlier because of this exact metaphor. It's like people can't be toxic because they can only affect you if you allow them to affect you. Hmm. So there's there's no such thing as as like a toxic friend. It's it's like it's just um a realization that your boundaries are not clear enough. Mm -hmm. So I think as you said each boundary should have a certain or sorry each orbit you should have certain expectations and you can even like predetermine what those expectations are for each orbit ahead of time I remember doing that in high school and then um, you don't expect 
more than that of each person. And and when expectations are met with reality, then there is no disappointment. So I think that's what you're saying. It's another nail you've hit on the head. And then when you, well, I don't know if it's worth a ding or not, but uh, But I'll give you a little one. Okay, thanks. Uh, The reason you get a ding on that is because people, people, we're not able to judge someone else's toxicity, but they may be toxic people for us. And I guess that's what I should have clarified. And, and you, you brought that out because you picked right up on it, that it's not, it's not us to say whether someone is good or bad. You know, it, it, is, it is our judgment within whether this person is good or bad for us. Right? Right. Okay. Now, now I've just laid out the orbit paradigm. Now I'm going to give you an example, okay? Just a, okay. a very brief example to make sure that we have this down pat. So, so let's take someone now that we've placed in our Earth orbit, okay? okay. And occasionally, which, let's give them a name. How about Beatrice? Okay. Do you mind if I call her B for short? Yeah, I think that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> so every once in a while, you know, I, I give B a call, and and I say, hey B, how you doing? And she's obviously texting and not listening to me. B, <laughs> how you doing? Uh, B, are you busy? And she says, yeah, I'm a little busy. Can you call back later? Click. Eh, okay. So mm. occasionally we get let down by the Beatrices of the world. Mm. And then one day we find out that Beatrice, lo and behold, didn't keep a confidence. Like oh. I, I was told, be a very personal secret. Hmm. And, and I said, B, no matter what happens, you have to understand that this is this is something I don't want anyone else to know. I'm telling you in confidence. And we hang up and B gets on Facebook and boom, there's my confidence, blown. So at that point, B has now graduated from Earth to Mars because now she did a no-no. She did a wrong. She hurt me. So she's no longer in my Earth orbit. She's now in the Mars orbit. Hmm. So, Okay. So now the occasional letdowns, the occasional when she puts me off, I'm, you know, okay, that's what B does. That's what people in the Mars orbit do. They, they, don't, they don't always, you know, hold you in the best interest and occasionally they put you down. So I'm not going to get hurt by B because I expect this kind of behavior. I keep her in my life because eh, once in a while we go out, we have a good time. And now all of a sudden I find out that, uh, that, B, in fact, uh, is doing some very underhanded stuff. She's, she's texting these lies to my wife, telling her how unfaithful I've been. And, and wow, you know, no basis, no reality, just because she has some reason to want to bring me down. So now at that point, B graduates one, two, three orbits, four orbits. She goes from Mars to Neptune. Boom, she's out of there. And now, and now B is quite literally not a part of my life. I don't attend to people in those outer orbits. But she she kind of earned that distinction. Now, it would take an awful lot for B to come back into the good graces. But we see that 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 do you follow this kind of little example? Yeah, I, I totally get it. I think that that there's this quote that says 
people can only meet you as deeply as they've met themselves. And I think that a lot of times people like B are probably struggling with their own insecurities and their own issues. And so while it has nothing to do with you, Mm -hmm. um, I think that sometimes creating these boundaries and moving the orbits allows for enough space where it doesn't necessarily mean that you're cutting B out of your life forever, but there has to be space and time for B to actually like heal her own sure. wounds so that she can meet you where you are, like and, where and you that, expect her. Right. To be. And I may or may not be receptive to that. You know, she, she's, sure. she's kind of burnt some bridges there. Okay. Right. You know, I see it sometimes, you know, with people I work with is, and you see it especially, especially when I'm working with a couple or a patient and in a, in a good marriage and that, that spouse is in the mercury orbit and then they come home one day and find out that that spouse has been cheating. So that's whiplash. That, that's, that's a leap that goes from mercury all the way out to Pluto, which isn't mm-hmm. even a planet. So that, that chasm is created. And that's oftentimes such a leap that that person uh, can never really regain any inner orbit. So, so sometimes people can actually go from Mercury all the way out to Pluto, but usually these are gradual kind of changes that we make. And most of, if you look at all the relationships in your life, and people listening to this, look at all the relationships in your life, and you may even want to sit down with a pencil and paper and just draw your orbits and place the people in your life in different orbits. And go back to that every every few months or every few minutes, whichever you want. <laughs> and, and every once in a while, just see if people either remained in their orbits, got closer in Mars, Venus, Earth, or got further away. And if you do this, you know, you'll never be scratching your head saying, why in the world? You know, so it's it's really a matter of, like we said, never being disappointed. Because when someone's in the Mars or further out Saturn orbit, we expect them to be jerks sometimes. So we're not we're not always confused by it. Part of the biggest problem with relationships is trying to understand someone in a in a say a Jupiter orbit, and we're trying to understand well why aren't they more nice to me? Why aren't they kind? Well, because they're in Jupiter, they're not in Mercury. So you know you've got to have the right orbit in order to not be confused by the relationships in your life. Hmm. Agreed. Oh my God! We, we, I know, I know you're in a rush today, and I just before you're in a rush. <laughs> <I'll pretend you're... laughs> so, so Lauren, you're really in a rush today. Do you know? <laughs> do you know what time it is? Uh, yeah, it's um South Pep Talk time. And today's pep talk: friendship. Recognize that relationships are dynamic; they never stand still. In order to keep close friends close, you need to evolve with them and with the circumstances of your life. What worked a few years ago when you were young and single doesn't work today. Now that you and your best friend may be struggling with parenting demands, job frustrations, or marital concerns. And don't waste time on people who are toxic for you. Don't let insecurity keep you in relationships that chronically deflate you, frustrate you, or worse, depress you. Find like-minded friends who are uplifting and encouraging. And do keep in mind that not all friendships are equal. Spend more time on friends that you're in sync with and less time with quasi-friends who typically wind up draining you 
be discriminant. It's better to have one or two close friends than to have many quasi-friends who often leave you scratching your head asking, why do I put up with this? And remember, in life, we never lose friends. We only learn who the true ones are. You should hmm. ding that. Yeah, okay. Dang. Are people getting really sick of the dinging? I mean, if they could, if they could hear the resonance of it, it wouldn't be so bad. But when it comes across as a clunk, oh my gosh, well, we have to do something. I don't know what's wrong with my mic if it doesn't pick that up. It's such a nice sound. <laughs> uh, okay. We'll have to get you more sound effects. Yeah, that would be like nice. you would really, really enjoy that. So I'm glad my voice held out. Yeah, good job. Ribbit, ribbit. I, I, I didn't do any any frogs this week or any other animal. <laughs> So we're, we're, I know I know you're in a big rush to run out of here today, oh my gosh. as you as you keep telling us. So uh, is, is there anything that you would like to now that you're my friend? Right? Can you be a daughter and a friend? Yeah, I, I think so. Well, now I have to decide what orbit to put you in. What? Are you serious? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Well, it depends. You know, it depends on uh, you know, what you get me for my birthday. I gave you your singing bowl back, so that's right. Okay, I didn't ruin. I didn't ruin our trust. So you have nothing else. I, I, I keep saying I'm not going to ask. Did you me. say it depends what I get you for your birthday? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh boy. Well, it does. Okay. Well, I guess you could let everyone know next week. Yeah, your orbit, your orbit is quite dependent on your productivity regarding uh, gifts. So. <laughs> you know i'm kidding you know i'm just kidding. i know of course <laughs> all righty so um so just a closing something so you know it's, it's just too cold to say goodbye any anything for all, I, I mean, all your I friends i gotta go work on my orbit diagram okay that's a good idea too bad yeah. we, we, we can't send a visual out for everybody because the, the, the orbits really work well and i mean i think the visual is pretty obvious it's just uh you I, in the center and then circles around yeah yeah i know it's a it's a, a a sun centric which may sound egocentric but we have to we have to really evaluate our relationships based on us being in that center but i think it does work and i think it's very helpful and i've used it for years with my patients so do make your orbit charts and eliminate confusion in all your relationships and let's hope that those inner relationships that you you have enough of those inner relationships to offset any of the toxicity that occurs in those outer orbits let it go life is short uh, let's live according to our own true energy and truth anything else you like to say because i'm about to head out of here myself i think you just summed it up well thank you my friend You're welcome friendly, my, friendly my mercury friend yeah for today i'll keep you in the mercury but you know, nothing's permanent so you know be careful i'll keep working hard watch way you through it so and visit our website selfcoaching.net where you can learn more about our self-coaching philosophy and while you're there check out my number one best-selling book unlearning anxiety and depression have you read it yet lauren yes i have many Did, times have not I have notes in it <sighs> So until next time, remember that being victimized by emotional struggle is not an option. By definition, victims are powerless and you are not powerless. 
So remember, everything is hard until you make it simple. So join Lauren as she vacillates from orbit to orbit mm-hmm. and me every week. And what do you say we make it simple together? Believe in yourself, reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender, there is more than it seems. Hold on and fight, follow your heart.